Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Sports delusion. We all suffer from it, but only some of us have the guts to acknowledge it. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Uh, Jeanette, allow me to read you a definition. Okay. The definition of the word delusional you're allowed delusional is an adjective and here's the definition according to oxford characterized by or holding false beliefs or judgments about external reality that are held despite incontrovertible evidence to the contrary typically is a symptom of a mental condition oh that brings me to (laughs) kendrick perkins that's right we are beginning this radio show with a Kendrick Perkins sighting. And for that, I apologize. Kendrick Perkins was on what what pod is this stone? It's a barstool pod, right? Yeah, it's the Pat Bev pod. The Pat Bev pod. That is Pat Beverly's podcast, if you're scoring at home. He would. This is Kendrick Perkins talking about the only centers in today's game that could give them that work. I Let me repeat that. Kendrick Perkins, Kendrick Perkins saying that if he were still playing today, the only two centers in the NBA that could give him that work. Here is Kendrick Perkins. Like if you put Perk on DeAndre Aiden right now, all that, that it's not going on. Not because of like... Perk is better, not because of none of that, all because of the physicality. Like, man, I'm about to hit you every single time, bro. Like, wear you down. And on top of that, I seen better. Like, you got to realize, I'm going against guys like Yao Ming, Shaq, Tim Duncan, Rasheed Wallace, Ben Baker. Don't get it twisted about Ben Baker. 30, Antonio McDice, Jermaine O'Neal. Like, you had to defend. Uh-huh. Now, you know, guys playing on the low block, the only two people that would give me problems is Jokic and Embiid. Hell, to, to, to be honest, Giannis wouldn't even give me no work on the low block. Now, he'll oh, give me work on the God. transition part of it and probably the isolation on the wing before it's back to the basket. Nah, man, you heard Kobe talk about it. <laughs> I mean, that is just... Hey, Kendrick Perkins, I'm glad he listed all of the big men he played against. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that they all <laughs> they all worked him. And uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is better than Ugh. almost every single one of those people that he, that he listed. Am I the only one that found it weird that the first name he listed was Yao Ming? Out of all of everybody that he said, like, it was weird. Yao Ming is going to be the first one that you list that uh, you're proud to go against? I think he was pushing the, the fact that the size differential, right? Yeah. Guys are now slender, and, and I was playing against guys who were seven foot, you know. Well, five. Yao Ming was thick. Yao Ming was, was thick. What, uh, Yao it's Ming. Like you go from Yao Ming to the rest of your roster. Right. And he's the first name that comes up. Yeah, no that disrespect was, to him. And Kendrick Perkins, when he would have faced Yao Ming, it would have been at the tail end with the foot problems piling up on top of Yao. Yao, Prime Yao gave Shaq that work. Prime Yao gave Shaq that work. There's no way that Kendrick Perkins is sitting here flaunting the work he did against Yao. Stop. Stop. I, I, I think what's brutal is all the guys that he listed on his list, right? The Jermaine O'Neal's, like all of those guys didn't even see Perk in that way. Like they didn't see him as a threat. They didn't see him as the top dog. Nobody gave him that respect while he was playing. So for him to do it now, it's awkward. I can't imagine there were a lot of players that were like, oh man, I got a big battle coming up with Kendrick exactly. Perkins tonight. None of them were. <laughs> got to prepare. Yeah. Like, oh man, they got KG. Uh, man, Paul Pierce is going to come out and defend me in the, uh, on the perimeter. Oh, but, but you know who I'm really worried about is Perk. Like, come on, guys. Uh, I mean, Kendrick, I I know that he has really, really, really ingrained himself in TV's Kendrick Perkins, but now he's just saying some crazy stuff. 
Like, ah, oh, the only two guys, Jokic and, uh, and Embiid, that could give me work. I, I'll say this, and he gets a lot of crap for his offense, and I think sometimes unnecessarily so, but Bam would have no problem banging in the post with Kendrick Perkins. Bam would have no problem banging in the post with Kendrick Perkins. Give him a post-up move, put his ass into him, back up to the free-throw line, hit that jumper. Uh, Kendrick, per- forget Giannis. Kendrick Perkins couldn't even hang in there with Bam. Sorry. I uh, I couldn't disagree more. I, I think Perk would throw Bam around. I think yeah, I think he would little boy Bam. I think that would. Really? I think that's nonsense. The, the, the timidness and what we see Bam on the offensive end do time and time again, season after season. Perk's not the guy you want to match up against. We saw it with Jokic. That like, is he, he attacked Jokic nonsense. here and there. That's embarrassing. Perk Perk would give Bam everything that he had in I'm, that tank. I'm embarrassed. Like everything. You're you and like like we've gone after Bam for the timidness and the the passiveness and the things that he can't do well. And he was well. the best and player, last. and he was collectively the best player for the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals and in the NBA Finals. And there's no Kendrick Perkins, which I I presume was the entire reason you brought up. He Bam twenty in a spot and ten, like Jokic. He, he would he, he would twenty five and fifteen. Uh, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> twenty five and fifteen against Perk. I would love to see it. I think it would be a decent matchup, but I. I I don't think it really. It and then on the other well. end, on the other end, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> I mean, no stranger to, as Charles Barkley puts it, a uh, a a triple single. Uh, <laughs> bam! I mean, Kendrick Perkins wouldn't stand a chance. I love Charles Barkley. I, I, Kendrick Perkins comes off to me as delusional. That whole Celtics team comes off to me as delusional. I mean, Jeanette, this is the same. Kendrick Perkins comes from the same Celtics team that produced. Paul Pierce. Mm-hmm. They won, count them, a total of one NBA championship, yet they act like they were some sort of dynasty. They won one championship, and they act like they had one of the greatest runs of any team in NBA history, whether it's KG spouting off, whether it's Kendrick Perkins being delusional, or Paul Pierce, who has this ongoing thing with Dwayne Wade. Where uh, with, with, with Paul Pierce... Uh, this is a guy who continually has said that he's better than, than Dwayne Wade. Like, think about that. Paul Pierce, of all people, thinks that he's better than Dwayne Wade. Just on its face, when I say that, what does that make you think, Jeanette? <laughs> it's more sound effects that makes me more think. I was like, yeah, you're, you're stupid. You have no idea. I will say I love that Celtics team just because I expected a fight to pop off at any second possible. They were aggressive, but in the bad way. Sure, they, they were aggressive, but they were also compensating for the fact that for the vast majority of themselves together, don't get, as, as Perk would put it, don't get it twisted, uh, they were out-talented against the best teams in the NBA. So they had to play like that. They had to go that route. Um, but for, for Paul Pierce, and someone said it several weeks ago, if you have to continually defend your legacy, if you have to continually talk about how good you were and compare yourself to someone that people already consider an all-time great, you might not be that all-time great. No, it's a major insecurity alert. Yeah, he's, I mean, Paul Pierce is extremely insecure. Oh, yeah. Extremely insecure. Uh, do we have Paul Pierce, Stone? I mean, we have Dwayne Wade going rent is free and oh. rent is expensive in the United States. The Paul Pierce stuff I would have to... I thought I sent Stand you. By on. I sent you uh, the Paul Pierce. Uh, so so we'll uh, we'll get to Paul Pierce in a moment. But he's he's delusional. The man is delusional. Kendrick Perkins is delusional. It reminds me of the time that the Dolphins had Ryan Tannehill tear his ACL on the first day of training camp. Adam Gase was the head coach. Adam Gase called his good friend who had just stepped away from football, had decided to retire. He had been out of the game. He was about to embark on a Fox broadcasting career. And Adam Gase called Jay Cutler and said, hey, come quarterback the Dolphins. And I I said on this air, I said to anybody who would listen, oh my God, this is massive. This is massive. The Dolphins with Adam Gase, and Jay Cutler, this is a year after Adam Gase in his first year as Dolphins head coach helped lead the Dolphins to the postseason. I said, man, Jay Cutler had his best year of his career in a Bears uniform with Adam Gase as the offensive coordinator. Adam Gase, a man who helped Peyton Manning realize his late career potential and 
win a championship in Denver. Adam Gase, Jay Cutler, Dolphins quarterback, move over Brady, move over Patriots. This thing is going to be elite. <laughs> he had Brandon Marshall. He was he was reconnected with Brandon Marshall. I thought that this was going to be big time. And it um, it wasn't big time at all. In fact, it was a, uh, a Dolphins six-win season. And Jay Cutler then got hurt, and that was the end of that. I legitimately made an ass of myself for an entire training camp and an entire first four weeks of a season saying that Jay Cutler, Adam Gase, and again, a Jay Cutler who had just, he had already started growing his hair out for his TV career. Coming back to football, I thought that this was going to be a no-brainer. And then it was a massive disaster. And it was a nondescript season in Dolphins history. That's delusional. Like, try and top that. That is delusional. I thought Adam Gase and Jay Cutler were going to lead the Dolphins to the playoffs. I was very wrong. I was very delusional. Uh, I want to you. You need to have the guts. You need to have the guts mm. to admit that you were delusional about something. You need to have the guts to do this. I want you to find the guts today. Kendrick Perkins, delusional. Paul Pierce, let's hear Paul Pierce be delusional. And this is clean stone. This is good to go. The first 60 seconds are. Okay. If that's the case, I will dump. No, that's fine. The the first 60 seconds, that's (laughs) all we need. Paul Pierce talking about him compared to Dwayne Wade. This is delusional. Put Shaq on my team. Put LeBron and Bosh with me. I'm not going to win one. Oh, come on, dude. Me, LeBron, and Bosch. We can't get we're not gonna win one. Yeah. We're not gonna win a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a couple. That's all I'm saying. That's this guy, true. man. That's all I'm saying though. Like right. I've heard enough. This guy, this guy is something, man. Oh, I wouldn't win a couple. Wouldn't win a couple. Dude, there's there's a reason that that you didn't play with those people. It's because they didn't want to play with you. They wanted LeBron wanted to play with Dwayne Wade. Chris Bosh wanted to play with Dwayne Wade. Kevin Garnett, you weren't his first option. He wanted to go play with Kobe. He didn't want to play with Paul Pierce. There's levels to this entire thing. Like so Paul you ain't it, man. And, then and that's du- not it. And then there's Dwayne saying he lives rent-free and rent's expensive in the United States. Yeah. Like Dwayne that's Wade went on Levitard and, and and uh, for the exception of the Levitard uh, interview, let's listen. Dwayne Wade on, on Dan Levitard in response to Paul Pierce. Dwayne Wade's been quiet to, uh, about it other than this because Dwayne Wade doesn't need to preach to us about his greatness. I mean, Paul Pierce is so insecure. Talking earlier about what you've learned. Oh, there's WFAN Stugatz. Jackass. And I'm wondering, have you ever oh, wanted to very, just tell Paul to shut the fuck up? Very subtle. Very subtle. Well, I don't, I mean, listen, rent is expensive in, in America, and I'm living right. rent free right now. So I, let him keep, <laughs> let him keep going. I like living rent free. But it, 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 it is. That's it. Like that, that, and that's all that needs to be said, Jeanette. I mean, that's all that needs to be said. He's living rent-free. Uh, I have nothing else to say. And by the way, Dwayne Wade going into the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame this weekend. Mm-hmm, and the rounds of applause in the back. Like, well, they all know. Yeah. Nothing else needs to be said. <sighs> have some guts, people. I, I admit it openly. One of the most embarrassing sports proclamations I've ever made. Adam Gase, Jay Cutler, Dolphins, playoff bound. Oh, <laughs> I was delusional. I I was delusional. Hell, five years from now, I might be delusional about everything I've said about Tua Mm -hmm. over the last two or three years. Mm -hmm. Nobody's been more pro-Tua than this guy. Save the clips. So, So I ask you, what is someone or something in sports you were completely delusional about? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776 on social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Someone or something you have the guts to admit to us you were completely delusional about in sports. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Like this is a good one from Ricky. 
In the early 2000s, I thought Ernie Els could hang with Tiger Woods. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for laughing, but that's cute. (laughs) I mean, that is, especially now, 20 years removed. I mean, what were you thinking, man? Mm -hmm. What were you thinking? It's okay to admit, this is in retrospect, but it's okay to admit, yeah, at the time, I was pretty damn delusional. Like me, I thought the last, any time the last four years, the Chicago White Sox could win the World Series. They didn't even win a playoff series. They didn't win a playoff series in that time, and now they're in a rebuild. Okay? So that's delusional on my part. I have a whole list of these things. When, Jeanette, were you delusional about something in your sports life? Someone or something? Because there's two different ways to look at this. It can be something, a team, an era, uh, a quote-unquote legacy, or it can be an athlete. Uh, yeah, 2015 NFL draft, you know, it was Jameis Winston versus Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the first pick. Jameis Winston, of course, Heisman Trophy winner after an incredible couple seasons at Florida State University. I was geeked. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, all his fans, Winston. You know, you had the couple people yeah. with Mar- Marcus Mariota. And he's basically, he's staying home. That's what we were saying, and then hey, boom, we get him. We thought it was going to be a game changer. We thought we were back, baby. We got a couple ugly jerseys. <laughs> that was we got a couple of ugly plays, you know, and it was back to being a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan before the era of Tom Brady. It threw a lot of touchdowns. And also he interceptions. Did. I would argue that Jameis Winston, I, I, it is delusion because there were heavy expectations for him as the number one pick. I fell into that category with you. But Jameis wasn't all bad. It was not. With the Bucks. Uh, Jameis was not number one pick good. But, but Jameis was not, like, bust. Jameis Winston has not mm, been a bust. The thing not with at all. him, it was always two step forwards, three steps back. Like, yes. What you get with a gunslinger. It is what you get. No, it's not. But why couldn't he just kept up with the good stuff? Why couldn't he <laughs> kept that same energy with Florida State University? Why are you causing some havoc in public well, as well on top of all this? Well, yeah, I mean, the thing with Jameis is that the, the vibes were good on the field at Florida State. Uh, not so good off the field his entire time at Florida State. It was, it was a very weird era. I we mean, wanted to celebrate having Jameis Winston as our quarterback. But it was like, yay, we got to win. But, uh, but. It was always that but, but with I, the Jameis Winston I era. would, if we want to go but, I would argue that going with Jameis over Marcus Mariota, that in and of itself is... Now, now that was the right move, but I suppose the delusion comes from, oh, Jameis Winston going to lead the Bucks to the Super Bowl. Going to lead the Bucks to the Super Bowl. Did you make those proclamations? No, but I thought we would have made more than a couple playoff appearances. Okay. Uh, yeah, you didn't make one playoff appearance with Jameis. I think Jameis. we made one. One? I think we Look at these numbers. Could you double-check that, Stone? How many playoff appearances the Bucks made with uh, with Jameis Winston? In his first year, he, he was f- over 4,000 yards, 22 to 15 touchdown interception ratio, 2016, uh, nearly 4,100 yards, 28 to 18. It's not terrible. Not at it's all. It's not terrible. Uh, 3,500 yards in 2017, dipped a bit, 19 to 11 touchdown to interception ratio. I believe he was banged mm-hmm. up in 2018. Uh, didn't even have 3,000 passing yards. His last year in Tampa, though, the one that everybody talks about as the the bad Jameis year, that's where he threw the 33 touchdowns. He just threw 30 interceptions as well. But he was up over 5,100 yards. And that's the thing. As his yards kind of escalated, so did his interceptions. Because <laughs> he's taking, hey, you need, you need a quarterback that's going to take some chances. There was always a but. Yes, we are better than where we were before with Josh Freeman, but. Oh, now that. <laughs> but why we got to deal with this too? What is an example of someone or something you were completely delusional about? Jeanette thought that there would at least be multiple playoff appearances with Jameis Winston as the Bucks quarterback. Didn't happen. Did not happen. I thought Adam Gase and Jay Cutler, that South Florida Dolphins marriage was going to lead to the postseason. Well, it wasn't even close. When is a time you were completely delusional, like Paul Pierce is claiming that he was better than Dwayne Wade, like Kendrick Perkins uh, when he says that, hey, Giannis and Tenacupo, he wouldn't give me any problems on the floor. 
What is a tale of your sports delusion? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Uh, Mike messages. Admission. I thought Johnny Menzel would be great in the NFL, and for no other reason that I broadcast a few of his high school games in Texas and wanted him to be great. In my defense, I didn't know he was allergic to the film room a decade ago. I, so, this is a true story. I am, or was, very pro-Johnny Menzel. Very pro-Johnny Menzel. I loved that dude at Texas A&M. Loved him. Uh, His games against Alabama, especially the win in Tuscaloosa, his debut against Florida at Texas A&M was all world. That's where you're like, oh, my God, this dude is something. He was different. He's a scrawny white kid, looked like me, but he's running in circles in the backfield and throwing 45-yard dimes. Um, by the way, his top target, Mike Evans. And so I love this guy. So coming out. Ryan Spolt. Uh, when he, I believe he was on that team. Uh, so when he came out to, uh, uh, I thought, there was this, he's not a first-round pick. He physically doesn't have uh, the, the the intangibles. He doesn't have the arm strength. It, doesn't, it was all that stuff. You remember what they said about Johnny Manziel. So I was staunch. Take him in the first round. Take him in the first round. Get that guy in the first round. Enough of the haters. Uh, so then the Browns went ahead and took him in the first round, and he's doing the get money sign and all that stuff. So this guy rules. This guy's awesome. The night that I proposed to my wife, my now wife, the night I proposed to her, before the proposal happened, we went to a, a, a restaurant in Hollywood and had dinner. And what did we watch? The night, the night, this is before I proposed. What did I, I, I watch to inspire me to grind and get the job done that night? The preseason debut of Johnny Menzel in a Browns uniform. That's right. You're kidding me. Mm-mm. That happened. She watched Ford and everything. We watched Johnny Manziel in his preseason debut at the Cleveland Browns. Red flag. (laughs) (laughs) So that didn't work out. And now we have the Johnny Manziel documentary out where he's not watching film. He's on drugs. He's got a drinking problem. The entire thing. He's squandering his fortune. Uh, He is, uh, he is, is considering taking his own life. So that was delusion. But I was so far in it. I was so far down the Johnny Manziel wormhole. There was no turning back. Once you were in, there's no turning back. I couldn't just say, ah, this dude just doesn't have it. No, 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 no. I had invested too much in I, Johnny Menzel. I kind of agree with that, too, because I guess I'll compare him to what Travis Kelsey is today. I felt like he was the Travis Kelsey of college football with his swag and everything. Like, you're this awkward white boy, but for some reason he pulls it off very well. And that's why I recognize Johnny Menzel. From Travis Kelsey? No, I'm just saying, you know, Travis Kelsey today, he's that white guy that has a oh. lot of swag to him. Oh, yeah, Johnny Manziel has swag. Travis Kelsey, a lot better at football. Yes, but yeah. I'm just trying to talk about the swag aspect. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, he had swag. No, you're right, he had swag. Definitely did. He definitely had swag, and he was signing a lot of that swag and getting paid for it, too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, Johnny Manziel is a good one. I actually got into a very heated argument with Stone before the uh, the show started. Because I, ask me if you think that this is out of line. Uh, or no, 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 don't ask me. I, I was just say answer. <laughs> answer if you think this is out of line. Okay. I said that there is a good chance that Johnny Manziel sat down to do this Netflix documentary that is currently out where he makes all the revelations about not watching film, about his drug habit, his, his drinking habit, uh, the, the suicide thoughts. Uh, the gun in his hand, and it malfunctioned, all that stuff. I said that that there's a good chance that he probably needs a little cash. And so this was a good time for him to sit down and do this documentary. And Stone was furious, called me every name in the book, disrespected my family. Uh, He was really (laughs) upset and said that I'm so judgmental. Of course, I would say something like that. For me... I think that's good. I could use some money. If somebody wants to do a documentary about me, I, he's got a club opening in Austin, a nightclub. It's in Austin, right? Yes. He's opening a nightclub. In Scottsdale. Really smart for uh, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, well, that's a whole other conversation, uh, <laughs> including at the end of this documentary, he like cracks open a beer and he's drinking a beer. Um, 
The is such a money grab. The man. yeah, th- this is he the needs thing. The money to invest in his nightclub. Right, I, that's the exact same thing oh I said, and I didn't God. say it was a bad thing. I think it's good, smart business. It's actually a smart financial move. One of the few for Johnny Menzel, but he was so mad. How do you know? How do you know he needs money? How do you know he doesn't have a couple it, M's hanging around? It triggered me. Because one, how could somebody just live their life that way? That you know, I bring up the documentary. It's called Living in Real it's Life. A, it's a great documentary. You know, it was cool, complicated life that this cat lived. You know, it's it, yeah, but you know, did it for the cash. It's like you know, do we have to go here with these things? Like we're all understanding of why and when and the timing of certain things, and you know, for the nightclub thing, like. What are his passions? He doesn't do anything besides play golf. Like, if that's his passion, like investing and being one of those guys, so be it. Who is anybody to say anything? Who knows what this guy's bank account looks like also? Like, I just wasn't ready to go there. I was ready to talk about how cool the documentary was and give it that. But, you know, we, we, we take these things, these places, and I just don't. I can't comprehend why things get legs and narratives go here and stuff. Like, I wanted to talk about how cool the documentary because it was pretty damn cool. But... The first rebuttal was that, you know, yeah, he needed some cash. So he did a documentary. It's like, what are we doing here? So so we got into pretty heated. The documentary was kick-ass. Like, it was very well done. Shouts to Johnny for even doing it. All the people involved. It was, it was, it was a 10 out of 10, and that's the reviews that it's got. But I didn't want to talk about this guy's bank account. We don't know what, we don't know what it looks like. We, we're not the people to talk on Johnny Manziel like that. Jeanette, um, I just want to talk to you for a second. Yeah, please. I'm done with Stone. He is... Um, <laughs> This is what we love about him, though, mm. because he is so beautifully naive. I know, he's a young kid. He hasn't been beaten down yet by life. Here. I know, I know. Aww. And I appreciate his positive outlook on everything. Um, but Johnny everything Manziel, when it comes to mediocre quarterbacks, let's get that right. Yeah, well, was, it's, he's not positive actually, about everything. Stone right? in the NFL was Johnny Manziel leaving mediocre? Uh, no. Okay. Um, okay, back out. Bye. Uh, so, so for me, all right, we can bring Stone back into the conversation. Okay. For me. Uh, this was not this documentary for Johnny Menzel was not a passion project. No, it was not. <laughs> I said the nightclub thing not. was. I said opening a nightclub. Okay, Basically. opening a no, no. But what I'm saying it's is, it's a great PR move. No, because now what? Johnny nobody, Menzel. Nobody like would a- deny that. Nobody would deny that. But the reason for opening a nightclub, maybe because it's his passion, right? Not something to be judged on or anything like it may not be a good idea no those aren't the things that like he would need money to help fund the nightclub yeah he would have fun but like is he okay that's my biggest thing is he mentally okay and ready to be opening up a nightclub you can ask that on face value but if we're saying that he needs money to open up his nightclub it's the most moronic thing that i've ever heard you don't know what this guy does what kind of money he works with but he needs money to open up a nightclub it's like the most judgmental thing you can possibly say about a person so i may be naive I just refuse no, to go to judgmental, the dark side. Judgmental would be if we said, oh, uh, this dude didn't watch film in the NFL and he was on drugs and he was drinking. What a piece of bleep. Like, that would be no, judgmental. No, we're not saying that. This you is, said he needs money to open up a nightclub. No, 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 you no, no, don't no. know that. Well, he might not. Need, he might just need money. You, you, I'm perfectly you fine also with that. You also don't know that. Okay. I don't know that, but I also know how the world works. Let, let me, let's open it up. Uh, do you believe that Johnny Manziel did his documentary because... He needs some cash. Do you believe Johnny Manziel sat down for that documentary on Netflix because he needs some cash? Stone says, no way. I said, who cares? I said, who cares? You don't know. You're being judgmental. You don't know. You don't know Johnny Manziel's money situation. Jeanette and I both believe that, yeah... He probably, this was a good time for him because he probably could use some cash right now for some life endeavors. Do you believe Johnny Manziel sat down for that documentary because he maybe, just maybe, needs some cash? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On social media, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Someone or something you were completely delusional about in your sports life. Someone or something you were totally delusional about. And does Johnny Manziel need cash? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I mean, I think that it's a, it's a, it, and I'm not judging him if he needs cash. I mean, Jeanette, what I'd say if somebody said, Ken, we want to do a documentary on your life. Um, I'd say, well, how much money are we talking? Well, not only that, but like use the comparison when uh, businesses are about to open, they sometimes require the financial of, of an investor. Right. Johnny Manziel doesn't need an investor. He just uses his brand and his personality that's been out there, that's been controversial, and does a whole no holds 
like there's nothing else. Like let's see the curtain behind what we've always talked about. I'd actually say there might be investors within his nightclub venture. For sure, but like he can now he's able yeah. to put the money down right. for it. So so it might actually it's actually a uh, again Stone's about to explode here. Um but I also think it's good business. Like Stone Stone is being very unfair to me. Very unfair. Um, just jumping all over me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't let me get a, a word in edgewise. It's very, very unbecoming of someone that I thought was a pal of mine. Not only that, but for somebody who's saying, y'all are being judgmental. Nobody in this room is being more judgmental than you, Stone, yeah, right Stone. now. Why? When I'm just You're not, judging me, and I feel triggered. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not willing to do these things with its athletes. I think it's like this... This thing that I, I find very interesting in the, in the realm of media at this point. Like, I don't know why we, what, what, con- what are we, what conversation when, are we having when we're here? Talking about that he needs money for a nightclub. Let me like, ask you- I, I don't think that he didn't do it for that or didn't do it for that. I'm not saying that. I'm more so on the argument side of who the hell let me, cares? Let me ask, okay, but, but it, we, I, I, I do care because he made a whole documentary about how he was broke and squandered everything. And so it's sort of public record and I'm on the radio and I'm talking about it. So I do kind of care. Is it fair? And, and you're calling me judgmental. Jeanette, you tell me, is it fair for me to look at the, the past, the recent past? This is not 30 years ago. The recent past of someone who was a professional athlete, Mm-hmm. who made a lot of money being a professional athlete, who then lost all of that money mm-hmm. on bad investments and on drugs and on alcohol, uh, so much so that he nearly took his life. Is it fair to me to at least make an assumption that maybe just maybe this man spilled all of that on a documentary on the largest uh, streaming network on the planet in order to make a couple of bucks? I agree with you completely. Okay. It's very fair. Okay. Very fair. Okay. That, that's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, and, and again. Well, back you, off, Stone. Yeah, you hurt my I feelings. I never said it was fair or not fair. I just don't understand how we go to these places. His net worth is like $6 million. He's got a couple of M's in the bank. Like he, He's living a good life, but he needs money to open up a club. Uh, Andre is in West Palm on Ken LeVick Alive. Andre, uh, what is a sports delusion that you held, and does Johnny Manziel need cash? Um. Can't think of the sports delusion part right now. So, so Andre, you've just always right. been right about every every <laughs> sports thought that you've had. You have been right on, spot on. Your your foresight is impeccable. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> nice respect. Hey, hey fair enough, Andre. Fair, yeah, no, that's good. Fair enough, man. I I kudos to you. Good for you, Johnny Manziel. This documentary. Am I out of line? Am I out of line? And I know I say a lot of jackass things a lot. Okay, am I out of line? At least making the assumption that maybe just maybe Johnny Manziel sat down for this documentary because he needed some help in the in the checking account. So I don't think you're out of line. For assuming that he hasn't been relevant for you know a handful of years, however, if you guys remember, part of his like uh, when the, under the microscope thing coming out of college was yes. he comes from money. His family has plenty of money, so he kind of was grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth. And I don't think he's necessarily broke. I think it was a good PR move. Um, who knows what Netflix is paying him, but I don't think he blew all his money, and I think that it's just it's a PR move, and the money comes with it. Now, I need to double-check with this, and appreciate the call, Andre. In the documentary, don't they lay out that that whole thing was a sham? One of his friends made up that he comes from oil money because they were trying to hide the money he was making from merchandise at Texas A&M? Yes, Andre, you need to tap into the documentary because okay. they do touch on that. So, so he, he didn't come from oil. He doesn't have family fortune. Hell no. His family bounced around. They never had that kind of money. Like they, weren't, they weren't like broke, but they definitely didn't have oil money. Not at all, and it was something that his uh, his, his best friend Nate at the time had, had put out there, and it got circulating around the media when the NCAA was investigating that he was signing memorabilia for money, and they launched a full-fledged investigation, and, and that's what they came up with, and it got picked up by every bit of national media, television, radio, all of it, that he comes from money, that he has oil money. There's no oil money anywhere near Johnny's family. Uh, so... I'm trying to I'm trying to think here. Johnny Manziel is in commercials with Tanya Harding for a car insurance company. Have you seen these? I've not seen these. What? Okay. Uh, let me let me just double check here. That's a real thing. I, I believe that it's a yeah 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 yeah. So this is for something called Direct Auto Insurance. 
He has been doing TV commercials. He's a spokesperson along with Tanya Harding and Fat Joe. Okay. What a trio. So Rob messages Jeez. in. Rob messages in. Anytime you're doing commercials with Tanya Harding, it isn't because you're bored. It's because money is needed. He needs it. Look at the path he's gone down. It's pretty well said. And Rob, thank you for bringing to my attention the Tanya Harding yeah, I know it, commercials I with commercial. Johnny Mansell. He's sitting on six M's. I mean, it was at least his net worth. I mean, the guy's got money. I mean, you don't know who he surrounds himself with. We're overlooking that trio, ladies and gentlemen. Do you even that, know? All right, let me, Joe. Tanya Harding, the Olympian. We've got to go to a break. Okay, but do you know what she's famous for other than being an Olympian? Of course. Uh, I, I would think the kneecap or... Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Nancy, uh, yeah, Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah, when we um, when we come back, let's take a little <laughs> blast into the past. And uh, have you seen the Nancy Kerrigan clip when she got yes. kneecapped? Okay. Yes. All right. Is it mean to play that on the air? I don't yes, even know. Yes, I That's think a great so. Great question. I like, think that was, so. That was a very traumatic Olympic that was like moment. Thirty years ago in sports history. Is it is it bad form to play Nancy Kerrigan's why oh why why me why anyone on our show? Is it bad form to play that on the show? You tell me. So three things we're asking here on uh, this Thursday on Ken Levick Alive. We've already lost control of the show. It's 36 minutes in. Your, your, your sports delusions. Your sports delusions. What is a sports delusion? Someone or something you were delusional about. For example, me thinking Adam Gase, Jay Cutler was going to be awesome with the Dolphins. Jeanette thinking that uh, Jameis Winston was going to bring great pride to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, does Johnny Manziel need cash? And is it bad form to play the Nancy Kerrigan attack on the show? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On social media, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Keep track of that? Good. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. All right, we still haven't come to a, a formal agreement on if it's bad form to air the aftermath of the Jeff Galuli attack on Nancy Kerrigan. That is one of the totally random, one of the most vivid memories of my childhood was that entire fiasco in the lead-up to the Olympics with Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. I was too young to understand or even watch it. But yeah. it's one of those things growing up and just working in sports that's always referenced. And I saw it. I heard it. Um, after the Mean Girls movie came out, because somebody said <laughs> the Mean Girls movie gives uh -huh. very Tanya Harding vibes. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, my yeah. God, this chick is Regina George at yeah. her finest. This this happened. This really happened. Uh, that was uh, like, just so random. Like it's it's honestly the only time I've ever cared about figure skating. Was that? It was salacious. I mean, that was 1992. That was salacious stuff, man. Whew. Good stuff. Can, can you imagine if social media was as prevalent oh. today as if it was? Oh my God! When that went down. And then there was just the, the karmic justice of Nancy Kerrigan winning the silver and Tanya Harding flaming out of the competition with a broken shoelace. I just, <laughs> the, the whole thing, it could not have been more perfect. And I'll never forget the name Jeff Galuli because it's the funniest name. At eight years old, it was the funniest name I've ever heard. <laughs> who is he? He was the uh, boyfriend of Tanya Harding who helped perpetrate the actual attack. Tanya Harding didn't hit Nancy Kerrigan with the crowbar. It was Jeff Galuli and then another cohort. Uh, but Jeff Galuli was dating Tanya Harding. Was he from the mafia? No, he just had a silly mustache. Uh, with Galuli and the mustache, <laughs> I feel like it's pretty mafia. Like, of course, Tanya Harding would be hanging out and and sleeping with a guy named Galuli. Uh, if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Learn more today. 
Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. With all the discussion about college football conference realignment, we're going to take it upon ourselves uh, in the 1 o'clock hour to eliminate two teams from uh, Power Conference College Football because who's going to tell us not to? Uh, it's going to be your chance to disparage college football programs you hate and give them the boot. We'll do that in the 1 o'clock hour. I'm curious about this, Jeanette, because we've uh, been discussing it again. Who Do you have the guts? Do you have the stones? Do you have the fortitude to admit when you were just endlessly delusional about someone or something in sports, I, I will. I promise. This is my 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 promise to you. If Tua just never does anything more than what he's already done, if he's already peaked, I will. I will openly, publicly come out and say I was delusional about Tua Tungavailoa. I'll do it. I'll do it. I won't. I won't hide behind it. Just like Johnny Manziel. I was a huge Johnny Manziel guy. I I, I stood up for the dude. I was delusional about him, especially with what we know now. Adam Gase, Jay Cutler, I thought that was going to be awesome. It sucked. I was delusional about that. I have the fortitude to tell you people, uh, you people in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, Boca Raton Navarro, Del Rey to Pahokee, that I was delusional in these moments. When have you been wrong? Have some guts. When have you been delusional, completely delusional about something or someone in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And on social media, at KLV1063. I mean, damn it, Jeanette. I, after Tiger won the Masters in 2019, I thought he was going on a run. Not a <laughs> literal back, run. Baby. He, that dude ain't running anywhere. I mean, like, he was going to win more majors. We can make we can make Tiger Woods leg jokes now, right? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I uh, just wanted to double check. Uh, maybe we have to do that in place of playing Nancy Kerrigan's uh, the 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 aftermath of the right. attack. Yeah, uh, Stone, you are as we've established an eternal optimist. You're not beaten down by the realities of our existence. Uh, you have uh, decided to brush any existential questions to the side. You just live your life. You're like a a a fun puppy, uh, a fun, fun. me puppy. Uh, and every day is a new adventure for you. When have you been delusional about someone or something in sports? I, to this day, and I don't think I'll ever wrap my mind around the fact that Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden on the same team was as big of a disaster as it was. I think it was something that I fully got behind. I mean, you're going to put a guy with arguably the best handles that the NBA's ever seen. You're going to put a, a seven-foot guard or a guy who can play guard in Kevin Durant and then just add James Harden to the mix like, one of the most illustrious scores. That we, how does this go wrong? How does this go so wrong? So you thought the Nets were a sure thing. I thought the Nets were a sure thing as a sure thing can possibly go. Wow. Get. And, I, and, I, and I think some uh, a lot of people felt that way. Like, how could this go wrong? Like, you have enough of these guys, but, I mean, I don't even... And the most productive member of that big three ended up being the guy who entered the big three with the torn Achilles. <laughs> Quite literally. You know? Like, literally, it was torn. He couldn't play at first. And then he ended up being far and away the most productive member of those three that came together. And I think sooner or later, we're going to get a, a peek behind the curtain of, of what really happened and, you know, the personalities and how they got intertwined and whatnot. And Steve Nash, I wasn't able to handle it. And all of these things, like, we talk about... But I still don't understand how that doesn't work out. I think it'll go down forever as a mystery because James Harden just poof vanished, and and I, I don't, still doesn't make sense to this day. So I'm definitely delusional in that spot. That's uh, a good one. That's a really good one because I don't think Stone was the only one. And I think anytime a big three gets together yeah. in basketball, we get all caught up in it. That was far and away the weirdest one, though. It was that's it was, ever come like, together. You throw Steve Nash in there as the coach too, and you're like, this is. Perfect. Who else would you expect to lead these guys? (laughs) Right. A bunch of Hall of Famers playing together. I mean, come on. Come on now. Uh, Diplomat messages, and I'm curious about this. I would bet most young people not in the sports world have absolutely no clue who Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding are. That's a true statement. Yeah, there might be something to that. And I can't ask it because a lot of the people that listen to the show are sports fans. 
Diplomat's right about non-sports fans. The thing about that story when it happened, though, is that it it transcended far out of sports. Oh, I bet. I mean, it was the scandal of the year in because that was for the '92 Olympics in Lillehammer, I think. Um, it spanned know. well outside of of sports. It was the scandal of the year. It was either '91 or '92. I can't remember. It happened at the uh, the U.S. Uh, National Championships. So, uh, I don't, I don't even know how to quantify that. I do not know how to quantify that. Lillehammer 94. Oh, 94. So it happened in 90. It happened in 94. Can you double check it, the, the year it happened? I remember being at the Chicago Auto Show at McCormick Place and on the old <laughs> WMAQ in Chicago, which is now the score. It was an old news station. They had a show that came on 6 to 10 every night called the Sports Huddle. And I remember the Sports <laughs> Huddle being out live at the Chicago Auto Show the night that uh, the U.S. Olympic Committee announced that Tanya Harding was going to be allowed to compete at the Lillehammer Olympics. And so that, in Chicago, in December, or whenever the auto show was, that was a lead topic on the biggest station in Chicago, All News WMAQ, that, that Tanya Harding, it was All News, on their sports show, All News, but it was the top news story in the country that Tanya Harding was being allowed to go to the Olympics. Because she finished... Uh, she won. She won, I believe, the U.S. National Championships because, well, Nancy Kerrigan's knee had been blown up. It's, it's, I think it's one of the all-time so sports old. scandals. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm so old, though. Like, listen to me. I just did on this show today. This is 2023, okay? It is. I have, I have collectively spent about four and a half to five minutes on this show today in the middle of NFL training camp discussing Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan in 94. Okay, Boomer. I'm so bad at radio, it's just incomprehensible. I'm so bad at this. I mean, not a, not a, think about a diplomat who, who chimed in. That's a true statement, and that's definitely where you could go based off of this conversation. That nobody, that nobody would recall this uh, unless you're All a right, sports fan. Here, let's, under 25, though. Under, under 25. Under 25 has no clue. Okay, yeah. let's Under do this. Under 25 has no clue. But if you're over, you even if you are a casual sports fan, I do think you know. Like that, It's one of those things... It rings a bell. Like, you know when you see an actor on TV and you're like, oh, I've seen him before. It's like Tanya Harding. Where have I heard of her before? And it's like, oh, yeah. It takes everybody back. This um, happened. I'm going to admit this, too. What happened? Tanya Harding made a sex tape. No, you did not. <laughs> no, you did not, Ken. No, you did not. I did. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Chris messages in my sports delusion. If Mark Sanchez got a real shot, he'd be good. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) Now, I'm actually, this is tough for me, but I'm about to stand up for Mark Sanchez. This is the same guy, and I know that defense was elite with the Jets, but this is the same guy who quarterbacked two, count him two, back-to-back AFC title game appearances for that Jets team. Damn right. I thought you were going to go with the note that he was actually very attractive. Well, he was very attractive. That That's too? indisputable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he still got it. He does. When you watch him. So, I don't know. Jeanette is not the, the most sit down on the couch and watch college football person. No, What she not. is is show up to the Hard Rock Stadium parking lot and get absolutely wrecked and then go into a sweep. That's her thing. That's Yes, yeah. I'm very good at that. So she 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 watches college football but doesn't like watch it like Stone and I watch college football. I watch everybody else be miserable while watching college football. The reason I bring that up, you are aware that Mark Sanchez is on the desk. He's part of the studio show for Fox's uh, big noon is that what they call it? Like their I, big their Big Ten game or their their big know. yeah he well I whatever they call their noon game that's like their big thing. Um, Mark Sanchez is oh no not anymore isn't he in the booth or is he at the desk now? Just tell me where to watch him, y'all. Well, because, no, because you remember he did the NFL Network uh, or did he do Fox? Yeah, he's 
He did Fox's London or uh, overseas games last year as the uh, the analyst so for the I NFL. So do I wait for the overseas games? Like yeah, he is Fox NFL. Uh, so he's not doing college anymore. Because Reggie Bush, I know, is on there. Oh, you know, you know what? It's Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart. Uh, so Matt Leiner, you'd like him too. I mean, you you definitely him. would like Matt Leiner. I would well. argue Jeanette would be into Matt Leiner more. I love that take than Mark Sanchez. I think you may be right because Matt Leiner, he still got it too. He definitely. Hell, got Reggie it. Bush still got it. <laughs> Hello, Matt Leiner. Yeah, but Mark Sanchez is uh, doing Fox NFL now. He's uh, like part of the number two or number three team uh, with Kevin Kugler. I think he does the games with uh, with Kevin Kugler. All right. Uh, let me tell you about Quelliv laser therapy. And here's what I know is that I still got it. But if I wanted to go in, anybody who's been down here any appreciable amount of time, you got a little sun damage. Maybe the, you're starting to get it. Especially you're my age. You're like 39. Maybe a, a wrinkle or two is starting to show. The best way to offset that anti-aging where can you get some of the most cutting-edge anti-aging techniques via laser therapy? Where you can, can you go to get that laser therapy? <laughs> Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com. What they are doing with these lasers, with anti-aging at Quelliv, is they are using the lasers to, to restore the body's natural functions, the aging functions, and it helps to delay the typical signs of aging. The wrinkles, uh, the the skin transformation that occurs as you age. There's a lot of great stuff that lasers can do. The anti-aging is one of them. Again, you can go right to Quelliv, right off of Flagler, downtown West Palm Beach. Affordable treatment in the time it takes to go on your lunch hour and get that treatment at Quelliv. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com. What about hair, scalp rejuvenation? Yep, Quelliv. What about troublesome fat areas? Yep, Quelliv. What about muscle pain, joint pain? A couple of sessions under the laser at Quelliv. You're feeling good. I know because I've done it. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com, Quelliv.com. That's Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com. Uh, before you continue, I have a couple questions of the the dismount that you had. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I did. I have viewed... I'm not proud of it, but I also, nobody's surprised. I did just sort of take a gander, research. Take a gander. The time you're Harding sex tape. No, I didn't watch the whole thing. It's not very good. Was it with your boy Jeff Galuli? What a gabagool. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember if it was uh, Jeff Galuli. It was definitely Tanya Harding. Do you have any regret about it? Uh, Not the best I've watched. That's for sure. When we're talking celebrity sex tapes. Was it Um, worth it? Were you disappointed? it's It's not even like stimulating i suppose you could say what was your expectation i don't know curiosity okay i think that's it he's answering all these questions really well she seems like a bad girl Uh, (laughs) i cannot i don't know that was the draw i think did you expect some snm stuff (laughs) i don't know no i just like crowbars she she comes off as maybe the not not the most wholesome person so i was interested but then it was just it was nothing major respect maybe i'll tap in yeah i mean my God! It was grainy. <laughs> oh. It's not well, very the well Kim produced. Kim K one was too. So <laughs> not really. yeah, yeah. Well, the the Kim K one actually is, if for all of the the hoopla about Kim K and Ray J, it's one of the single most boring celebrity sex takes that, that's ever existed. So Kim K or Tanya Harding? <laughs> I love. Forget any context. Answer the that. question. Uh, and the Kim K one for sure. Okay. For sure. Uh, okay. Well, good. Good, wholesome family uh, entertainment here on ES. I'm sure the bosses are pleased with this. I'm done with the questions. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do something with college football. I'll lay it out when we return. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.